everybody, Lee here, and thank you for watching and or listening to this week's episode of Leading with Lee. I'm super excited because I have a friend of mine here named Evan Dugood. He is the street outreach specialist for uh, Youth Services of Tulsa. So, Evan, I'm so glad you're here, bro. What's up, man? Good to be here. Well, thank you for coming on and having this conversation with me. So, let's talk about you for a second. So, you are a native of Virginia. Yes. Yes. Grew up. You were born and raised in Virginia, and so um, you you said you moved around a couple of times and stuff like that. Yeah, so I grew up in Virginia, okay. Hamp- the Hampton Roads area, Virginia Beach okay. area, and then I actually uh, moved to Pennsylvania um, okay. for uh, for college. And now I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, <laughs> which is so random because it seems like, how did you, how did that yeah. story of you getting here, that's interesting. Like, did you, I remember you told me you played ball, mm-hmm. you hooped throughout what, high school? Yeah, and in high into- school into college of the school. So um, how did that process of you growing up in Virginia, playing ball in Pennsylvania, and ending up here, how did that even come about? Well, uh, growing up, uh, I grew up in Hampton, so it's a really rough area. Yeah. You wouldn't know until you left the area. And so... Um, Which is a real thing. Yeah. So after I left, I went to Pennsylvania to, to play basketball in college. And it was, it was a nice area, um, like the Scranton area. Mm-hmm. So it was... a uh, Nice area to, for me, um, new environment. And then looking back, I'm like, wow, I was in a rough environment. Yeah. So I went to Pennsylvania for school. I only went there for two years. Okay. Um, and then uh, um, after the, the second year, um, I, I was I was forced to move to Oklahoma. One because I was I was just wilding out in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I was definitely at my purpose, yeah. and I was just uh, just like in a selfish state of mind. And then my sister called me one day. Was like, hey. You need to move to Oklahoma. That's where my dad is. My okay. parents were divorced growing up. So I have never lived with my dad in the past like eight years, wow. you know? And so I wanted to get things right with my dad. And so I was forced to Oklahoma. And uh, and what I, what I was forced to was actually became a blessing. Wow. So wow, That's interesting that like a moment in your life where you were like, okay, this is a broken relationship. You are forced to actually confront that. And, and engage in that. And it seems interesting to me, especially because of what you do every day. Mm-hmm. That you're dealing with people who have broken stories and they need someone to engage and have conversations with. So, you know, how, how did that lead to you starting to now work for youth services? Because I, I, I don't think you would just pick that work. <laughs> no, I always felt like a tug for that work, but I never yeah. knew what specifically where that work was going to land, you know? Yeah. And so actually when I went to school for counseling. And, wow! Um, I didn't know that. And so I wanted hmm. to be a counselor. Now looking back, I, I wish I wouldn't have gone to school for counseling. More so, like uh, social work, I yeah. would say. And so I just uh, you I can mean, always go back. Yeah, and that, that's 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 a goal. That, that's <laughs> I do want to go back for sure. Um, uh, after I'm debt free, you know what I'm saying? Hello, amen. Right so yeah. um, I, I do yeah. want to go back to, to school. Yeah. Um, but it's just like just finding this purpose. Like I came here. I was actually a manager at Zoomies. Huh. And so, funny, I was supposed to get the store. I didn't get the store. I was so mad. I hit somebody up and said, I want a job. And, you know, I met this lady. She works for youth services. And she was like, I feel like you'd be great here. Wow. And I was like, let's do it. So I was the youngest to apply. Wow. Didn't have a degree. Wow. And and did, my work took a, uh, a chance on me. And it's just wow. been going awesome ever since. Well, and how, how long have you been at you? So I've been there for a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know why I felt like it's been longer. And it's, it does feel like that. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you you see so much stuff mm-hmm. 
every single day. So I can see how that would be an interesting process of you going through that. And it and like you said, you know, sometimes a closed door in one space might be the right door that needs to be closed so you can get to the right space where you need to be. And that door, I needed to unlock other doors. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm very thankful yeah. for looking back. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, that's that's great. So let's talk about your job at youth services. Like, what does that all entail for you? Like, what does a day-to-day situation look like for you to some degree? So youth services have different, like, departments. I'm mm-hmm. in, like, the homeless outreach department. Okay. And so for me, I work Monday through Friday. Um, nine to five. So I help homeless youth who are uh, 16 to 25 years old who needs housing, yep. counseling, jobs, resources, laundry, um, a meal for the week, a meal for the day, whatever you need, hygiene, um, jobs, whatever you need, we have for you. And um, so right now, because it's COVID, on Tuesdays and Fridays, I'm with the Mental Health Association who I reach with them, their staff. Mm. And so I'm, I'm reaching right now like the older people who are homeless wow. on those days. And then on Wednesdays and, and Thursdays, I'm at, I'm at uh, youth services um, doing, you know, work um, on site on campus, um, trying to plan and, you know, make sure people got food for the day yeah. or you just somebody to talk to for the yeah. day, you know? I, I mean, that that's an awesome thing. I think we really don't. I at least know for me, I really don't don't understand the seriousness or the complexity of homelessness. Mm-hmm. I think in, in our country, we don't really talk about the issue, mm-hmm. like just simply somebody having a meal. Like, yeah, I mean, even I mean, even before just a conversation of how yeah. how are you doing? You yeah, know, every day they're getting looks, strange looks from yeah. people in their cars, like you know, just get a job and things like that. And Ooh, that's with, with that scenario. Yeah. I, I understand why people are saying just get a job, but I was doing an application with somebody and it said address. And this person lives um, at Salvation Army. You know how embarrassing it is to put Salvation Army on yeah. your application? Yeah. And if I was a boss and I saw that, I would probably second guess this person or just, yeah. just stash it away. Yeah. You know, or say I found somebody else. And so it's one thing to get a job, but it's nothing to keep the job. Wow. There, there's been times where people, they're like, okay, I, I have work today, but. Yeah. I might lose my house, my tent. Wow. So I'm going to not go to work and make sure I have my belongings so I can sleep. It's supposed to rain out. Make sure I have my tent. Nobody steals wow. it. You know, it's it's hard to get fresh clothes. It's hard to, especially during COVID, nothing's open. This yeah. weekend, it's going to be 105 degrees. Their cooling stations in Tulsa, the, the library, is closed. Yeah, so it this, is. So it's going to be it's going to be extremely hard this weekend in Tulsa for people just to survive or yeah. just, you know, remain, <laughs> remain, you know, sane. So... Wow, it, it's a it's a huge huge um, issue, or I have to call it opportunity, and the numbers uh, have gone up ten percent in Tulsa alone from last year. Wow, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, and we need churches, we need the community. There, there's there's too many churches out here for this to be happening, right? And um, right. I, I right. get I get that as a tr- right. tr- churches have different responsibilities, yes. But if we just all just tackle this one thing, yes. This would change. Yes. This would definitely change. Yes. I, it's interesting that you bring that up because um, it, it takes a concerted effort to get involved in these issues. Not only churches, but I think you posted something, I think a, a few weeks ago, I remember you posting about somebody, they tweeted this, that like, it would take the federal government like 50 or $60 billion mm-hmm. to, just to specifically invest into homelessness. They could literally eradicate it. But we, we spend money on so much other stuff that mm-hmm. don't really matter. And we're not taking care of people. Mm-hmm. And I was reading this today. 
Um, and you you probably know. I, obviously, you obviously know this, but I was reading this today that like there's 4.2 million mm-hmm. young people between the age of 16 and 25 that is homeless, and then there's 700,000 of them that are unaccompanied mm-hmm. and homeless. And it's like, and that's an estimate, yeah, right? Speaking of the fact Way that like, and it's. It is amazing to me how I think we don't really understand the issue. So, c- kind of walk me through just how do those conversations go? So, because that's a real that's that's yeah. a lot to deal with somebody when you're talking to them about like their situation. Mm-hmm. It's not just right. hey, let me get you a meal. Like their whole lives are being affected by that conversation. So, just kind of right. talk to me about that. I mean, it's trauma on trauma on trauma. Now, let me tell you a story for perspective. Um, when I first started working for Youth Services, I met a 16-year-old girl. She was in the woods. A 16-year-old girl. Wow. What, what grade is that? That's like... They're either a sophomore or a junior, depending oh, on where right. they start, when okay. they start school. So, uh, once she's not getting school. So, I, I found a 16-year-old girl in the woods, in a tent. And uh, she has a home. But her home is... Uh, she was being abused... Um, her mom's stepdad was like threatening to kill her. Oh this, you know, sexually abused and all this stuff. So she felt safer being in a tent in the middle of the in the middle of the woods than being at home under a roof. And so <laughs> this girl couldn't finish school. Wow. And now she's, you know, she's doing better, but she's still struggling from trauma. And it's like those stories just kind of get to me. Yeah. And so I, I believe that everyone has a story and every story has potential to change the world. Yeah. And so for me, my heart aches when the community um, doesn't really, they reach out, but not they, they don't really fully reach out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I, I, I believe that everybody has a purpose. Yeah. And everybody's purpose, or your purpose is, is for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> for me, nobody's purpose is to be homeless. That's like they're out of their purpose. So wow. by them out of their purpose, Ooh, they're good. not helping somebody else. Yeah. And so there could be future doctors. There could be future lawyers, future, yeah. future, you know, YouTube. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's so many opportunities, but they're, they're so, they just hard for them to get past that. Yeah. And one thing I've learned is their dignity has been stripped. Yeah. And I mean, every day you're just going through trauma, weather, you yeah. know, stealing, you know, you know, fearing for your life, people getting stabbed. It's, it's, it is, it is. It's rough. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, just after hearing people's stories over and over, every story is unique. Yes. And it's just like, what can I do? Yeah. What can I do besides, you know, give you a meal? It's more so a conversation. You know, how can I connect with you? What's your story? How's your day? It's the focus is on you. The focus is not on me. I'm just here just to be... Right. Just, it's, right. it's called listening sessions. Yes. I'm here just to listen. Yes. You know, tell me all your problems. Yes. I'm here to listen to you, you know? And yes. so I just, I love it. Yeah, I, I think that, and that brings up my next question because it's something that you're doing that I love. Every time you post a video, I post about it because I'm like, yes, I enjoy what you're doing. So, like, where did you get the idea from Be Heard? Mm-hmm. And, like, how did that even come together of you trying to bring people into the conversation about homelessness? Right. So, it's actually started by a youth who was experiencing homelessness. Wow. Um, we were just talking one day at work and. I was like, you have a powerful story. You know, we should tell your story. And she's like, she's down. And then we just start talking. She's like, you know what? Let's do like a little Be Heard movement documentary series. That's cool. And this whole year, it was just do a couple of documentaries and Mm -hmm. then just spread awareness. I never knew it was going to take off this early like this. Yeah. You know? And so people are, you know, what can I do? And they're in like Alaska. Like, what can I do to help? Wow. I'm like, wow. You know, you don't mean live in Tulsa. 
but yeah. you want to get involved for Tulsa. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all about, spreading awareness. You know, yeah. people are always asking, like, what can they do? A big thing is reposting it or, you know, just just that. or And that, that by reposting it, it goes a long way. Evan, like, every time I see you post a video in my head, I'm like, I'm learning something. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think people want to get involved and people want to do something, but they don't know, like, where to start. They don't mm-hmm. know, okay, yeah. or really under, fully understand how serious the issue is. Like, I even know in my, even my own life, um, there have been times where I've gone out of my way to help somebody homeless, or I was... I wanted to help somebody, but I didn't have cash on me, mm-hmm. or I felt somebody. I'm like, well, should I go buy something from the store? I only mm-hmm. got twenty dollars. You know what? What? What can I do? And I think sometimes, even in having a conversation about this, people feel overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and they may not know what to do. So beyond just like, you know, reading about it and uh, you know, posting videos and stuff about be heard. Like, what are some other ways people can get involved with this mm-hmm. issue? So I feel like. The DMs I get, people do something big. I yeah. would say start small. Yeah, I feel like yeah. if you have no money, which I don't give money yeah. anyways. I just I have chips in the back of my car. <laughs> you know <laughs> that works. Um, so it's that helps. It's start small. So it's a conversation. It's how are you doing now? <laughs> that sounds basic. Now people's response to that who are homeless, they might not even talk back to you. But it's the fact that you made that approach. Yeah. So don't get you know mad when you don't get the answer you want. Yeah. You know that. By you saying, hey, how are you doing today? Are you all right? That could go a long way more than just money at the moment, you know? And so I would say start small. You know, keep chips in, your, in the backs of your car, you know? or That's a really good strategy. And what I've, what I've learned is, man, have a handwritten note that's unique. Hmm. So give them chips in a handwritten note. I mean, that's that's just... Ooh, that's that, that shows idea. authenticity because who writes handwritten notes? It's personal, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's it's that is that is, you know, that is neat. So... Whether it's having water bottles in your car yeah. or just talking to them, start small. Yeah. In other words, I mean, that's a great suggestion. I, I need to be. <laughs> I need to actually do that now because I because I, I honestly struggle with like, okay, how do I actually do something? Because I, I know this is an issue, and for people like me who are always like, ah, we need to fix this. You know, mm-hmm. how do I get to a place where I can do something super intentional and mm-hmm. be, yeah. you know, more effective in that? That's now, I, as it relates to this issue, because, I mean, you deal with this every day, there are those individuals who get in this work because they want to post it on social media. Mm-hmm. Who want to, you know, who want yeah. the likes and stuff like that. Like, speak to how people can understand it's about serving people and not. Mm. I'm trying to exploit this moment because mm. I feel like there's a lot of that undergirding yeah. this issue. Because we're as we go into the holiday season, when this episode comes, it's going to be close to holiday season. Mm. So people are in the giving mood. Yeah. So how do we continue beyond just a moment in the year mm. and it becomes a mm. movement, mm-hmm. which be heard is definitely a movement. Mm-hmm. So I even get that. Um, I feel like if I post this video, are people going to think it's about me? So uh, for yeah. me, it all comes yeah. down to my intention. Yeah. Am I posting this for me? Am I posting this to spread awareness? Yeah. And so with that, I have people, uh, people watch the documentary when I'm posting about homelessness before I even post it to make sure, hey, is this about me? No, yeah. you know, you know me, you know my heart. So it's yeah. not, I can post it. Now, there's always going to be people who are going to talk about it, which I'm not, that's not my focus. 
my focus is, is the people who are over here who are going to you know see it and run with it you know yeah. so it's just all comes down to intention yeah. and really like if you're doing it to make yourself shine then don't even post yeah. it it's it's more so about them or us than than me you know yeah. and so it's just intention well, I, yeah. I I I think that's really awesome Evan and I just every I always have said to you like I just love what you do. Thank you. I I I don't do it, but I just love what you do and how you're so intentional with people. I can clearly see that you're so intentional with the people that you meet. Like every video that I've seen, I'm like he's out here in these streets, <laughs> as they say. The but you're like out here in literally in, in these the in the woods. Yes, engaging with people and um, talking to people about this issue. So. So outside of so you work specifically with youth, but how has that experience been with older people who you have come in contact with? Because I think a lot of I, I was reading something today, and I've been I've seen this a lot lately that like even a lot of times older homeless people are veterans. Oh yeah, they're they're people who have uh, at one time had a career and something just happened, and literally it mm-hmm. just eradicated. Every ounce of you know savings or whatever they had, and this is where they are. Like, how has that those experiences been? Because I've seen you post mm-hmm. videos about talking to yeah. older people who are living in homelessness. So my approach with the older, because I have a focus with youth right now. Right. It's if if I can be so you know close with the older people, they find the youth before I find them. So wow. If if I can just wow. if I okay. can just engage with a relationship with people who are yeah. older, they will send me the youth, and the youth hmm. will get help. You know, it's right now. It's kind of hard to find youth, hmm. so I need I need a different avenue. So it's yeah. like, okay, let's engage with the older homeless. Wow! And it's been this past month, month and a half. It's been amazing. Wow! You know, how do you go about trying to get them involved in conversations? Mm-hmm. And though your focus is youth, mm-hmm. you know, we're finding that like a lot of older people have, if they've been homeless for a long period yeah. of time, is some of it is because mm-hmm. military background. Some of it is. Which we don't do right by. That's a whole different That's conversation. Whole I can rant specifically mm-hmm. about how we treat people mm-hmm. in the military. You know what's crazy? There was a dude, a vet in the woods, no legs, in a, in a wheelchair. How? We, we can't. <laughs> I, oh, my god! I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Jesus. I, I don't get it, you know? And that that right there, like, kind of furiates me. And so it's it's just there's a lot of people. I know people who have degrees. There's a lady. Her name her name is Amy. She has an associate's degree. You know, she had a job. She was doing well. She wow. was an RN. It's just wow. Family situations, you know, down the drain. And then she's hard to get herself back up. Got depressed. You know, you know, maybe was using drugs. You know, but it's like regardless if it was your fault or not, you deserve to be heard. You yeah. deserve, to, you know, to get help. You know, yeah. and so I mean. For me personally, right now, I don't think you can fully end homelessness. You can decrease it because there's always that percentage who want to be homeless, like a five yeah. percent, you know. But it's focusing on the others as well, and it's just, it just, it just kind of really hurts me when you have people, just great people, just in the woods, you know, facing ticks or facing just yeah all sorts of things, heat, the weather, and it's like. I, I, I can't really do nothing besides give you conversation. Yeah. And I will. But it's like, I wish there was something else I could do. Yeah, I... This... Uh, oh, I'm, I'm feeling weighty. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling the weight of this conversation because this is such... 
a weighty issue. And like I said earlier, Evan, like, I know you pray every morning. Because mm-hmm. you have to. Like, it, in order for you to go out there and have conversations with older people so you can find the kids that need help that probably could be saved or taken care of or get their needs met, it, it's it's a lot. And I think I just, it, I commend you for your work. And, and while we're standing kind of in that vein, mm-hmm. just... What encouragement would you give to people who, even with this issue, they may feel um, somewhat um, helpless in the issue? I mean, even though the practical things you're talking about, but sometimes people want to say, okay, what what organizations do I need to give money to? What mm-hmm. what what foundations do I need to get involved in? Like, how can I bring this up in conversations with mm-hmm. people? Like, right. what are some ways people can do that? I mean, there are quite a few organizations. Um and I mean, like mine is Youth Services Tulsa. Definitely give money to them for sure. Um, or you have the Iron Gate who feeds the homeless in wow. downtown. They're pretty awesome. You have the Mental Health Association. Um, they're a pretty big name. Um, you got the Day Center. There's, there's quite a few. You know, yeah. um, I'm working on trying to get Be Heard movement, like a little fun for them. Whatever comes in just goes right to people. Yeah. You know who who need, who need it yeah. or. Who need bug spray for the year, you know? Yeah. So it's just wow. There, there's quite a few. There's always people taking donations for clothing, food. There's a lot of opportunities. It's just people people, people don't know where. Yeah. And so hopefully by spreading this awareness, people will ask those questions and then we'll bring those things to light. Yeah, I I I, I, I would agree. I think you know going back to what you said about church, mm-hmm. we give a lot of money to international missions. And I'm sorry, but that right there, I see your heart, but it's like. You could, with that money, change this community. If all these churches team up together, I mean, homelessness would, would definitely decrease. And it's maybe even half. Yeah. If we every church came together and just like, hey, what can we do? How can we be the hands and feet of Jesus? We talk about it. But let's actually do this do one issue, then go to the next. Yeah. You know? And it's changing, like you said, it's changing the perspective. And I think mm-hmm. it's great that you're telling their stories and, and giving voice to their stories. Because I think sometimes we... Our inherent belief is that mm-hmm. they did this to themselves, mm-hmm. and we don't. We never consider. Wait, there might be some factors to why yeah. this person got to where they are, and it, it may be just no fault of their own. It just could be literally some mental health factors or other things, and I just think that um, what you're saying is so it's so encouraging, but also it's challenging for us. How can we? move forward and do some work and be involved in this work um so we talking about something heavy <laughs> so i'm gonna just shift it a little bit um as it relates to mm-hmm. that um so particularly be heard like where, where do you want to see it go because i i you know i know you make videos i know you're creating this content you're bringing awareness to people but like what's the the ultimate goal do you want to push people into a direction so they can start getting involved like how do you want to use be heard in a more significant way it's just mind-blowing that we're having this conversation about that because i mean originally we're just going to post one video a month just to spread awareness yeah and now it's so much like people want to see more people want to like how can i how can i help so it's like it's a demand so it's not i have to post once a week yeah and i have to be intentional with it so i mean this year we're going to continue to post documentaries um we're, we're trying to have some community events um, we're, trying, we're going to have a water gun fight with the homeless that was going to be recorded. It's something different, something unique, yeah. you know. 
Um, doc, the documentaries are cool, but we want to show out like them having fun as well. Yeah, we're going to like run up to some campsites, take them to the zoo for the day, bring them back. Wow, that's so, awesome. Things like that. But 2021, I think uh, our goal is to make homelessness famous. You know, we all know Kanye because he's you know famous. So what if we all knew homelessness? So it's like let's make homelessness famous next year and let's wow. really do this thing in the community. Wow, that's awesome. So, that's awesome. I, and putting faces and stories together so that people can understand. Yes, we overcome. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When, when we when we understand people's stories mm-hmm. and understand where they come from. So um, I, I have two more questions. We we kind of talked about this earlier about. If that was a song <laughs> that you that you might have had, oh god, I don't even want to know what you want to say. But if there was a song that like you would choose to describe yourself, like what would that song be? Uh oh. Well, first of all, <laughs> you ever watched? Have you ever watched One Tree Hill? Yes, I've seen One Tree. Oh my god! Here we go. I don't want to be anything oh other than God. what I've been trying to be lately. All I want to do is yeah. throw your hands in the air. That was the remix. <laughs> I can't stand you. But wanted to explain. Why Why did you pick that song? I like One Tree Hill. Okay. Um, but two, it's like I don't want to be anything other than what I'm trying to be lately. And yeah. for me lately, I'm just trying to progress. Yeah. Progression of perfection. Yeah. So... I'm just trying yeah. to be consistent yeah. and intentional. Yeah. So beyond uh, getting involved in Be Heard Movement, because um, people can connect with you how? Oh, Instagram. Yeah. So right now, Instagram name is it underscore five. YouTube channel coming soon. Let's no, no. go. YouTube channel coming you soon. You have one subscriber. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. So I mean, you already have one subscriber. So I you... actually met this girl. Her name is Abby. She's going to help me with, you know, getting my videos in order okay. and just like being creative okay so i mean i just i can't wait Bro, like that's it's awesome yeah. i think man i'm i'm super excited for this mm-hmm. and super excited for what you're doing and evan dude it's it was an honor to get to talk to you about this mm-hmm. issue especially now going into the holiday season and putting this on people's minds mm-hmm. that like that's good this is not a moment this is a movement yes and so we have to consistently move beyond just saying, okay, I care about homelessness mm-hmm. when I got some extra money during Thanksgiving and Christmas time. has to be consistent. Yes. Yes. We need <laughs> that many people right now in what in July. You right. Know? So I yeah. feel like everybody come helps, helps out during Thanksgiving, right. which is great, but we need it kind of throughout the year, year. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, Lee. Thank you for watching or listening to this week's episode of Leading with Lee. I hope that you are inspired, equipped, and empowered. If you haven't done it yet, subscribe today. And to get updates about all the things that I'm doing, connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lee A. Scott II or Lee A. Scott II. I hope that you will tune in for the next episode of Leading with Lee. Much love and let's get started.